So some pretty crazy stuff went down in Texas this week. I wrote a song about it. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. This is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, oh, oh. This is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, oh. Join in and sing along. I don't live in Texas, but I am still enraged, akin to the feeling of keeping kids in cages. Abortion ban is heavy and a danger to us all. Whoever pushed for this has a dick that's not so tall. This new ban sets us back an awful lot. A bounty on a woman's head in case you have forgot. No spreading legs and furting eggs are freedoms on the line. But if you have the money to, I'm sure you will be fine. Oh, oh, oh. This is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, oh, oh. This is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, oh, oh. Join in and sing along. If you are a pro-lifer, Jesus would not have chilled with you. Jesus liked getting high and hardly wore a shoe. Jesus spread love and peace. He gave women respect. A carpenter, but not a tool. The last time that I checked, you're doing him no favors. You're making him look bad. He's saying, oh my God, at you, or rather, oh my dad. To every woman behind this, it's not too late to change. Sisterhood accepts you back. Plead that you were deranged. To every man who made this real, we're coming for your seats. Your days are short. Your cock is to the chorus we repeat. Sing it! Oh, 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 this is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, 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 this is the uterus song. Uh, 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 oh, 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 join in and sing along. Uh, 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 oh, 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 that was the uterus song. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Thank you for tuning in and turning on. Who loves you, baby? Went to the Kesha concert last Tuesday. Shout out to John Boy for those fabulous tickets. It was a general admission concert, so that means you can stand anywhere, depending on how early you get there. It goes without saying that the concert was unmatched. I speak Kesha. I get the messages she's trying to convey in her lyrics. I'm on her channel. So rather than telling you that watching her sing Cannibal showed me that if you build it, we will come, or how praying took a bitch to church, Instead, I'm going to give you some life advice on how you can be a better human being at a concert, making your concert experience and that of your neighbors wonderful. First and foremost, someone passed out. I don't know from what. I got a couple guesses. Maybe dehydration, possibly from drugs. Maybe her best and only friend got her the tickets, but she despises Kesha. And fainting was her only way out. I wasn't inside this woman's head, but she did faint. The most important thing to do as a bystander is to try and get the attention of a medic that can help. 
What you're really supposed to do is say something like, you in the glitter tube top, get help. Point out someone individually, otherwise everyone thinks someone else is getting help. No one did that. A good chunk of us were screaming, medic, medic, over and over again, and the rest of the crowd was staring blankly. The guy behind me actually went, medic, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. He was embarrassed to help another human being, and he was not alone in that. Are we that detached, guys? Everyone's concert experience would and did go on. The girl was carried out. But how much quicker it could have happened if people weren't embarrassed to help? I'm not shaming one. I've been in situations where I could have been better in an emergency, but now I know better, so I do better. And you can too. The next tip is for my motherfuckers who like to turn all the way up. Maybe you pound seven vodka sodas during the opening act and then the mango white claw you snuck in. Perhaps there's cocaine still fresh on the hairs of your nostrils waiting for the next time you inhale. This message is for you. Stop pushing and shoving through the crowd, lying about having friends closer to the front. We have nowhere to move to make room for you, your lies, and your only friend who's just as sloppy as you, yet embarrassed, still your ally, appearing to be too small to hold you and your grinder gains back. It's okay that you aren't that close to the front. You can still see great, assuming the sweat racing out of your pores down your forehead hasn't collected a ball of glitter as it seeps into your ever-so-large pupils. You didn't get here early enough to be closer. Put your phone down. We know there's no one on the other end. Please, Party God Squad, don't be like him. And lastly, we all want to get out of the show when the concert's over. We all don't want to be on top of each other trying to leave that venue. If we all just put our phones down, walked out the door, and waited till we got out and to our destination, then we'd all be out of that disaster mob faster. I'm addicted to my phone too, believe me, but we can't take it with us. Look around. The connection you're seeking on your phone, you probably showed up with them. At the concert, I complimented a man's outfit. He said, thank you, it's pleather. To which I replied, I'm impressed. Party God Squad, you still love me even though I make zaddy jokes? Let me ask you this. If you and your friends went to dance the night away, let's say a late 90s, early 2000s dance party, how mad would you be if they played all slow songs at the end? Finishing the night with Wake Me Up When September Ends. What if they never play Return of the Mac? Or what if the DJ plays Fantasy but not the ODB version? How about this? Never play Fantasy if it's not the ODB version. I'm a positive person, people. I see the good in everyone, but I am struggling on this one. Alas, the company was top-notch and my outfit was poppin', baby. I brought a brand new pair of white jeans like I was a female Cat Williams, planning on doing some errands around the neighborhood. When I put on said jeans, I looked to the side and I noticed a dark ink stain. Sock, lay blue. Someone tried to steal these pants before I bought them. It wasn't coming out with bleach. It wasn't coming out with vodka. So I did what I had to do. I covered the stain with whiteout. That brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. I've got two doozies for you. Number one, will we ever have a machine that will allow us to translate animal noises into our own native tongue? Number two, stretch more. My guest this week is none other than stand-up comedian Megan O'Malley. Megan is hilarious, she's kind, she's cool, she's wise, she's easy to be around. 
And goddammit does she have some dance moves. She was at the aforementioned dance party with me Saturday night. Her wild word was blanket, so I suggest you snuggle up and get cozy because she takes us on a journey. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky. On Twitter, at Wild Nights Pod. Thank you to those of you who have written a kind and helpful review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. This is episode 40, so if you are a tried and true member of the Party God Squad, do me a solid and write me a review. Thank you, everybody. It was an absolute pleasure to have my friend on the show this week. So please, enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with Megan O'Malley. Megan O'Malley, welcome! Thank you for doing the podcast! Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is, this is a dream. This is a uh, dream come true. Megan O'Malley, you are a dream come true. And you are a dear friend throughout the years. We've had so many good times together. So it just, it only felt right to have you on Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. Yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot of good times. A lot of great times. A lot of great times. How is the end of your summer? You're like kind of one of my beach babe friends. We go to the beach together a lot through the years. How is it feeling that uh, summer's winding down on us? Summer, sure. Summer theoretically is winding down, but we still have 20 something days, 23 days. days. Yeah, yeah. So those are still beach days. And I agree. Yeah, go leave the beach if you think summer is over. And I'll take that spot. We will. We'll take that spot. And honestly, Megan, I'm not even going to say the secret beach that we sometimes go to over the airwaves, but it has been the topic of conversation. Megan found a gem. So basically what I'm trying to say is having Megan as a friend is uh, years of friendship treasure gems dropped throughout. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just made that up on the spot. I didn't even write that ahead of time. That's great. I love it. I would agree with that. I feel like I am a person to hide things. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> like in a sense, of it's like I'm a squirrel, though my spirit animal is a raccoon. So oh. it's still all in the same world. Yeah, I'll definitely hide things. And I'll be like, ooh, you guys want to do that fun thing? Hold on. I got that behind this tree. <laughs> That's so interesting that you say your spirit animal is a raccoon. I'm not a huge fan of raccoons, but the second you said that, I have now will look at them differently. Isn't that weird? Yeah, well, you know, raccoons just get a bad rap because, uh, you know, it's like we all think that they're up to no good and they're up to mischief, but we've also told them that they are allowed to do that. So when they do something, you're like, ah, you raccoon, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got those cute little faces. You know, they're so forgivable and adorable. And human hands. They really do have human hands. Yeah, they're the fastest evolving animal to human innovation and technology. Oh my God. I didn't know that. And yeah. I don't think I love that fact. Yeah, I watched <laughs> 10, 10 minutes of a documentary on raccoons. Um, and then my roommate made me change it. She was like, I can't do this. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll get back to it. And that was eight years ago. So. Oh my God. Well, I, when I think of documentaries, I think of coziness and I think of blankets and that's convenient because Megan's wild word was blanket. Now blanket to me doesn't sound wild. Things that are done under a blanket maybe, but blanket doesn't sound wild to me. So Megan, prove me wrong and tell us all your wild night story. So blankets, blankets, blankets can be safe. You know, blankets can can be uh, a place that you got to go to when uh, when things are, are getting a little crazy all Ooh. around you. I want to take you on a journey back to old Tennessee, okay. to, to Bonnaroo. 
in the year 2011. That's right. I went to Bonnaroo. I had one of the best times ever. It really was. It was so great. Well, the thing was on this particular day, this was day two of the festival. We were there for four days. Okay. Then we drove. Uh, I drove from New York over to Tennessee and it was great. It was great. And right before we left, we filled up the tank of gas because we're like, ah, we don't know what's going to happen. And I just remember this woman from the town. She's like, you girls look nice. I don't want to see you on the news. Make sure you drink water, use sunscreen, you watch your backs, you watch each other. Don't make me see you on the news. And I was like, okay, all right. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Uh, kind stranger. Yeah, (laughs) that's nice. (laughs) Let's go to the danger zone. (laughs) (laughs) Follow me. So we're we're there. It's day two and it's Mushrooms Day. Yay! Oh boy, it's Mushrooms Day. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Jam-packed fun plan. And we get to uh, Mumford and Son. So I'm assuming you're meaning magic mushrooms. Was it a microdosing session or were we thinking we're going to take enough to trip some bulls? this was going to be um appropriately divided Mm -hmm. um so a normal amount we weren't looking really like too much for microing but we weren't looking to go beyond some kind Um, of sweet spot in between on day two got it and we're 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 in a crowd there's so many people there's so many people and I don't like to really do drugs so much if I'm going to be in like a huge crowd, that but makes sense. Mush- mushrooms and it's Tennessee and it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You're in a field and good company, it. great company with my friends, you know, everything's great. We started eating the mushrooms. So we got to Mumford and Sons a little bit early so we could get a good spot feeling real good. We got to one of our blankets out. Mm-hmm. And um, we got like the picnic situation and we eat them. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And yeah. I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, let me do this before the mushrooms kick in and before the show starts. Let me leave my backpack with you guys, just in case. So I'm going to leave my backpack. I'm going to take my cell phone with me. Right. My, my flip phone, because it's 2011. 2000. I'm going to bring my flip phone to the porter potty. So then I do that. And before I left, I looked around and I was like, a tree. There's a tree here. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll remember where we were. There's a there's a tree. Here I go. I go to the bathroom. I'm feeling good. Oh man, I'm getting all giggly. And all of a sudden, I'm just chatting it up with everybody on the bathroom line. Naturally. Yeah. This is it. I didn't start doing stand up until 2012. Gotcha. So uh, so this was, I guess, me preparing <laughs> for this life I was going to enter into. The outhouse was your outlet. I was on fire. I was (laughs) killing it on this bathroom line so much that I actually do have, I have uh, proof that I was killing it because Natalie Wall, who is also a comedian, Uh uh, we believe we met on that bathroom line. We didn't meet in New York. We met on that bathroom line because she does Awkward Sex and City and I was touring with her. We were sharing our Bonnaroo story and we were both there. And she was like, there was a woman who was making me laugh I think it was you and I was like I I was like I got a feeling that was me (laughs) because I was hamming it up on that line so I'm still feeling good you know like the mushrooms haven't fully taken effect this is great I get to the bathroom I'll get on back but I went into that porter potty and whoosh I went to a different world and when I came out I was gone yeah (laughs) 
You stepped into a portal, essentially. I really did. That porter potty was a portal to a new dimension. A dimension of fun, some would say. Yeah. Possibly not my friends. I come out (laughs) and I'm like, okay, I got to get back to my friends. Let's do this. Look for the tree, because that's what I told myself. Yeah. Look for the tree. If anybody's ever been to Tennessee, Tennessee has a lot of trees. Okay, trees aplenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of beautiful trees. And I thought I was going to remember this one tree specifically. Oh boy, was I mistaken. So (laughs) so Mumford and Sons starts playing. Well, I got to find them. Here I am. I'm I'm marching all about and I'm trying to find my friends. And I just kept passing the same people over and over again to the point that a group was just like, hey, we don't know what your story is but you keep passing by. So come hang out with us for a while. And they gave me a Red Bull. They threw me a cigarette and I was like, okay. And they're like, what's your story? I was like, I'll ask my friends. (laughs) I don't know where they are. My mushrooms kicked in and they're like, oh, cool. Us too. And I'm like, all right, all right. I'm in a good place. Then I continued walking around and I ran into somebody that I worked with in New York Oh my uh, gosh. She was, her and her boyfriend were also in another dimension. It's to the point that I've run into her a few times since. She still doesn't know what drugs she was on. She was right. like, I don't, we were on a cocktail. Gotcha, <laughs> like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They came to rage. Yeah. yeah, but I had the best time. I had the best time during this concert because yeah. I was meeting new people and I was just feeling the music. This is where we're supposed to be. And it's probably still like, four o'clock in the afternoon you know like we still got a whole day ahead of us after the concert I just hear my name being yelled out from the distance and I was like oh those are my friends then I went and I found them they were so pissed it's still a a sore subject I would say um one where we can kind of laugh a little bit but also not so much because they were uh they were a little nervous about where I was my one friend was like I was gonna leave you and I was like yeah why do you think I left my bag with you (laughs) yeah I needed you to stay behind between the leaving the porter potty well I don't know how long you were in the porter potty real quick it was it was a I'm a quick peer well, I didn't know because I've, I've done mushrooms before and gone in the bathroom with a friend with the lights off and we just were like literally in outer space. This was years ago. <laughs> and we stayed and we were like, whoa, we're in the universe. We're in outer space. So I know how much time can be spent standing alone or with a companion in a dark bathroom on shrooms. And then you get out of the bathroom, how much time before they found you? How many hours did you stay like? three probably was like I, th- I think each like performance was like an hour it was like 45 minutes to an hour uh-huh. so I was going a solid hour and a solid hour that yeah. is that's like a hefty amount of time group of women I assume yeah so of course we're radar conscious where are all our you know ducks and one of the ducks got lost and the ducks was wandering <laughs> around <laughs> Just having the best time. So then they get me and uh, they're like, that's it. You're on house arrest for the rest of the day. You're not allowed out of our sights. And I was like. Buddy system. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wasn't putting up a fight or anything. (laughs) That's it. I deserve this. I was the one that was irresponsible. You got it. You wherever you say we're we're going, that's where we're going. So we headed over to the next stage um, to set up early for Black Keys. Okay. Oh, yes. how fun. Okay. So, so now 
now we're at Black Keys. We got a new setting on. Everybody's together. They're like getting. They're a little less mad at me. Yeah. Because because uh, I'm being I'm being good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not putting up a fight. I'm not like bad. Ah, damn you guys. I'm like nope. <laughs> You're being bad. malleable. Yeah. You don't want them to be pissed at you. You're still feeling the spirit of the shrooms. I yeah. get it for sure. Yeah. Yes, I'm feeling that, really feeling that spirit of the shrooms. Yeah, so much. And and the thing was, is that I was also, I was the one who was carrying the shrooms around because not everybody took their portion. They were going to take little by little. And I was like, gotcha. that sounds like a bad idea. This should be evenly distributed. And yeah. everyone was like, no, no, we don't have to do that. Okay, okay. So back to my raccoon tendencies. So the shrooms are in my bag. Here I am. I'm just nibbling along because I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm only allowed to sit on this blanket that they've uh, <laughs> that they've designated. Like, that's it. That's where you are. If yeah. I want to go to the bathroom, I have to ask somebody to take <laughs> me. Like, like I'm not, I can't even drink too much water because then I'm going to have to pee more and nobody wants to keep going back and forth. And yeah. there's no way I could be trusted at this yeah. point because I've already proven I can't go to the bathroom yes. and return on my own. So then I just kept eating it, but nobody knew I was still eating them. That was the thing. Nobody knew, even though I was doing it right in front of them. Were you eating other people's portions? Um, I could have been at that yeah. point, but they kind of have been, they give, gave up on it because they wanted to switch to E. Oh, yeah, naturally. Um, when uh, naturally <laughs> they wanted to switch to E, the next concert, which was going to be at this stage as well. Like we were here at this stage. Eminem was going to be performing <gasps> afterwards. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Black Keys finished. Everybody's happy. My friends let me go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm back on my blanket where I have to stay. Uh, and then the lights start, it's starting to get darker, you know, it's starting to get yeah. darker and, and the crowds start coming for Eminem. The crowds come, start coming in and the, you know, the crowds are different for Eminem than, yeah. than they were for Mumford and Sons. I imagine and, so. And the Black Keys, <laughs> wildly different to the outfits as well. Like a lot of, um, a lot of men in tank top, um, yes. which I guess we used to call white beaters, beaters, but uh, I guess that obviously was never a good term for Not a, a great term. It stuck, but yeah. it was never a great term. But I imagine a lot of real Slim Shadies. Yeah, a lot of Slim Shadies. And, you know, it actually is surprising that white beater tank top, they never lost money on that word. That's, no. like, that's like the one shirt that's like, this is a horrible thing, but sales yeah. are up. And especially like those type of tank tops look so good with like a nice tan when it's like cut down. I'm talking about on myself, <laughs> not specifically a man. They're too versatile to go anywhere. That's why they survived a horrific name. Oh, God, so horrific. So tank tops. So tank men, tops. So men in tank tops. Uh, yeah. That formerly would be for abuse. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> abusive Our, men. <laughs> the Our, uniform are surrounding me they're all yeah. around it's dark then Eminem comes on oh man so great yeah so, so wonderful the fists are in the air and they're pumping and they're going strong and I'm starting to feel the aggression because I've eaten too many mushrooms 
So you're picking up on everyone's energy. Oh boy. I (laughs) sure was. And my friends had switched the E and they're like, do you want, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not really an E person. I'll stick with what I got. And so then like, I I just had this smile on my face, this stupid damn grin. My friend looks over and she's like, Hey, we were just discussing you're doing okay. Right. We don't want to check in with you. We haven't heard from you in a while. Like yeah. you look happy, but are you? And I was like, actually, I am dying on the inside, and I am fearing for my life yeah. because I have decided this is the night where I'm just gonna get beaten and thrown into a ditch. Yeah. But I don't want to ruin this for anybody else because this is what I have done to myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, they appreciated me not freaking out. Yeah. They Everyone always did. appreciates that. Yeah. But they also knew they had to do something. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to. Um, the punishment at this point is over. You know, we get it. She was on mushrooms. She got lost. She goes to the bathroom. But now it's like, we got to take care of what's going on upstairs. Yeah. 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 They made me take half a pill of E <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> to, to balance things out. And you know what? Normally I would be like, that's doesn't seem like how science works but at the moment I was like I trust you guys yeah 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 and this seems to be how science works and it kind of felt like that was how science worked at the moment it really did it did and um and so then I just followed them around yeah (laughs) good because also it's like the day before I had eaten too many edibles Oh, man. Um, which that really wasn't my fault. Okay, it never so, is. It never yeah, is. Yeah, because we didn't know how many milligrams were in this. And we still don't know how many milligrams because our friend's friends that joined us, her dad had a has, has a pot farm in oh. California. And so Good like, friend to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and her fiance, they cleared their, I guess, area of, of the farm that was theirs. Yeah. To take care of. And they, they threw everything into these edibles because they were moving to South America for a few months. And so they, they had to use it. They yeah, had, of course. Yeah. We, we had to eat them. Man, I, I lost words. I couldn't speak at the end of day one and took one of the best snacks of my life at Florence and the Machine. Oh. Yeah, I didn't really get to see the concert, but yeah. I heard it while I was sleeping outside of it. So the dog uh, days were just beginning for you at that uh, concert. <laughs> they sure were. They sure were. Oh, man. But we made it. We made it through day two. And then day three, I was still on watch. And I knew. Yeah. I knew. And I was like, okay, I'll go a little bit lighter. And like the edibles, I went back to them. But I went back to them slowly. Yeah. No lessons were learned. Still, at the end of the day, we were watching Arcade Fire. Uh-huh. And and my friends all, they, they passed out. They were all, all tucked out. Yeah. Yeah. We've been running around. This is day three. We leave the next day. They fell asleep and we were right by like all the food venues. Mm-hmm. And Ben and Jerry's had made a Bonnaroo ice cream. And they were handing it out for free. Yeah. What? There was free ice cream and it was so close. But they were all asleep. So what I did was I took all of our bags with us Uh and I I had them in my eyesight. I had them in my eyesight and I went and I got ice cream and I ate the ice cream and I got rid of the evidence and I placed everyone's bag back where they were and uh, they woke up and, and we were walking back to the camp 
with arcade fire playing in the background. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, this is so magical. There were stars in the skies and all those trees. All of those course, trees. Always were, trees. Always were trees. around us. And it wasn't until we got back to Brooklyn we saw an ad for the Ben and Jerry's Bonnaroo ice cream. And my friend was like, oh man, we should have gotten it while we were there. And I was like, oh, it was so good. And she was like, hey, you were on house arrest. How did you know? I was like, you fell asleep. <laughs> and I snuck off. Oh my God. Well, I thought that you were going to say that you took the bags, put them to the side. They were in your eyesight. You got all the way back to New York without realizing one of the bags was left behind. Oh, no, no. This one just had to be real. That was a much better, like, (laughs) Megan, that was crazy. And I just have to comment on how I think that event may have shaped you as a person. Like I think there are moments in people's lives that are pivotal moments and it could be a split second of a thing that happens to them or it could be like a substantial whole day event, but it makes a person different afterwards. So the entire time that I've known you as a friend, we've celebrated, we've gone to many parties together, we've traveled consciousnesses together, (laughs) taking some mushrooms, we've gone and had beach days, we've had a lot of great days. And I always look at you as a grounding presence. Megan's been at that point of the party and she's always, no matter what, even my birthday party this year, you were like, and and granted, you know, we were doing it outside socially distant so people weren't mingling as much, but I always look to you like Megan is perched. She's in her spot. That's where she's going to be. And I didn't know this story beforehand. So it's interesting to me that I always view you as somebody who's like, a solid person in one spot. You always know where to find Megan. And I'm wondering if that pivotal moment where you got lost in the bathroom is what makes you such a grounding presence now. I think it definitely could have added to it. Yeah, I I do like, I don't want to move about. I, Would you I wanna... agree that that's how you are? Oh, yeah. 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 If we were to go to concerts now, I'm the person that's be like, hey, leave your bag. Yeah. Leave yeah. Bags, I'll watch them. You guys, you guys go, go run off to the stage. I don't want to go to the stage. That's so interesting. Yeah. I never, I would never um, think of you as the person that is the one that got lost or the wanderer. And I'm wondering if this pivotal moment, if there was a Megan before the wandering and now there's Megan after the wandering. Oh, well, Megan had <laughs> Megan after the wandering. Nobody, nobody wanted, I got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then also it's like, if you get older and then, you know, you have your friends, they move away. Mm -hmm. um, And then you're like, hold on, are these new friends going to be the ones to wait for me at the blanket when I come back? If I get a little bit lost, are they going to look for me? Oh my God, that's uh, so beautiful and true. Yeah, because you get used to your people. Yeah. So then I was like, I got to be the person for myself to make sure I get back to the blanket. Well, you know me, Megan, if we're ever on a blanket together, you know, I will watch your stuff and, you know, make sure that you go to the bathroom with or without a buddy. I'm trusting you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm good. I come back now. You come back now. You're like a boomerang. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't rely on just one tree. Absolutely. No, now we've made friends with the trees. Yeah. Um, Now we've made friends (laughs) with the trees. So Megan, I actually mentioned it on last week's episode. I had Ashlyn Salzano on 
and we met you came up because we spoke briefly about barely making it which is your show that i saw her on barely making it has been around for years but it's evolved and changed locations and you are the founder the creator the innovator behind barely making it so will you tell everybody a little bit about your show yeah, it's uh, it, it, 2022, it'll be seven years. Wow. Yeah, we've been doing it. Um, started with Adrian Davidson at the bar that we were working at yeah. at the time. And uh, we did it there for a while. Then Eric Helwig, he joined us. And we went to the Creek in the Cape um, until uh, pandemic struck. Yeah. So then we went online like everybody else. And we're still online. We do yeah. our Instagram show on Wednesdays, um, which is nice because Adrian had a baby. Oh, and he's being a good dad. We want to, we want to encourage that. We celebrate good dads. Yeah. Yeah. So he's being a good dad and we keep that show going. And then I run the show on Sundays at the tiny cupboard at 530. Yeah. Yeah. It's on a roof. And then you can see the Manhattan skyline. You're like, what? And the show I went to, it was hard hitting comedian after hard hitting comedian. There was not one dud. Everyone was hysterical. And then, yeah, and then there was another show after it that I just hung out and watched too because that was also free and on the rooftop and that was the vibe. But the lineup that you curated was so rock solid. Thanks. It was so rock solid. Do you find that you um, have people now at this point and how long you've been doing it that they are approaching you more to do it? Or is it more of a barter system where you're getting put on on other people's shows? The barter system definitely still exists. Yeah. I don't I don't like the barter system. So gotcha. Much. They're producers that I really respect. I, I don't even think it's like bartering anymore. It's like yeah. we just all respect each other. So yeah. it's like, so it's like um you just like circle around. Cause at this point it's like I have so many comedians that I love. Of course. Um, and I want to hang out with them. I just booked our show for this Sunday yesterday, but I was like, oh, I didn't do that this week. Sat there for a second. I was like, what do I want to hang out with yeah, this Sunday? Yeah. Who do, who's, whose jokes do I want to hear? So it's kind of fun because it's kind of selfish in a way. I get to okay. put together the show I want to watch and yeah. it's pretty rocking. Yeah, Megan, you definitely carried a great line up there and I loved going. I want to go back. Sundays, I, it's always kind of like, uh, it's one of those days, you know what I mean? Where you're like, I got to either plug in everything I haven't gotten done this week or you're going out of town. So any Sunday I'm available to come, I will be there. And do you have any shows in New York City that you can plug for this week that people can come out and see you in? So I, I do run another show. Yes. Oh, tell I, us about it. I don't know how to, to just sit still and relax. That's okay. It's called Only Comedy. Um, and it's at Young Ethel's Bar in uh, South Park Slope. Young Ethel's has gotten shout outs. I heard that on the, yes. Corey, the Corey Easley uh, episode. Yes. So yeah, so we're there the first and third Tuesday. So that'll be tomorrow, the 7th. Yes, people go 7 see her. Um, Megan, that's amazing. I just love you so much. I think you're so wonderful. I think you're so funny. And I'm so happy to have you on the episode. Thank you for doing the show. And thank you for sharing your wild night story. I hope to do mushrooms with you in the fall. Oh my God. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. We'll get a nice big blanket. We'll make sure we're near some porter potties and we'll have a time. Oh, perfect. Megan O'Malley, you are one of a kind. You are amazing. And I love you so much. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, Megan. Goodbye. Okay,